got Twitter polls aplenty now. Uh, all from this, which, again, I don't think is that big a deal, but I feel like Ryan Braun has to feel like he has to go over the top. And don't feel bad for the guy. I mean, look, he, he got caught in one of the biggest lies ever. Um, so he's got to own that. But, yeah, I feel like when you ask Ryan Braun um, about sign stealing. We've never even given signs from second base in 15 years of my career. Everybody's paranoid that we do it. Everybody's convinced that we've done some of those things. But we've literally never even given signs from, from second base in 14 years ago. So, you know, it's like, okay, you've got one of the worst convicted or, or, or caught cheaters of all time talking about <laughs> another form of cheating, which is sign stealing. But if it's if it's done on the field, it's not really against the rules. Now, you could say it's in poor sportsmanship. It's not obviously at the level of what the Astros did, but is Braun like super sensitive to be, you know, to be, even if it's not illegal, if it's just in poor taste, is it, is it Braun so over the top that he just doesn't want any thought of that he's a cheater? But then you're like, dude, now you're just going over the top the other way. Well, I you're mean, like, you can't unwrap, you're, you're never going to be able, Ryan Braun, to erase the history. You got to just own it. Be like, of course, we've stealed in science. Everybody does it, but we'd never go as far as the Astros do. Now, that'd be a more plausible answer. Sure. Spin zone, Ryan Braun is on the redemption tour ever since he did get outed for taking those PEDs, and then he is now honest Abe. He's honest Braun. Right. He re- he's, a, he's a man that cannot tell a lie anymore right. because he knew, he knew he, he's experienced what happened. He got you know dragged through the mud with what happened because of what he did. So maybe Braun is now upfront and honest about everything. He's like, yeah, man, I just... We've never stolen a sign in my 14 years here. Why do you think we've only been the playoffs five times? Right, and that's the other comeback. Now is... we got to ask him about Hank the dog. Is he real? <laughs> is he cloned? Is he still alive? What? Well, that's the other thing, right, that he's already been caught in a lie once. Do you really think he's that stupid to go in on it again? Because everybody uh, on the Internet's a, a junior sleuth or detective or every reporter is now going to be on it. So do you really think... He's that dumb to say, look, they caught me in the biggest lie of all time. Why would he be caught again? Why would I lie about sign stealing when I got caught lying about steroids? Watch, Bronny said that yesterday. Now there'll be video servicing of Bron, like really looking adamantly at the scoreboard or something when he's up for bat. Well, but isn't that going to happen, Nelson? When you put that out there, he's either absolutely the the most born-again, you know, honest guy like Evo said, or he's a complete fool because now that I'm saying that, Every single person's going to go back and review every time Ryan Braun stood at second base in his playing career. Yeah, maybe he's an honest Abe now. Yeah, I don't buy that for one (laughs) second. Nelson, he's already been through all the muck and the grime and the guts for lying. Why would he lie uh, again? Maybe I got something here. You know when Pinocchio tells a lie, his nose grows? Sure. Maybe when Braun tells (laughs) a lie, he just gets hurt. Is that why... And that's why he's hurt all the freaking time. Well, I b- he's pretty he, healthy last yeah, year, though. I was going to say, he? I think he was top three in games played, Nelson, in the last two years. Well, he screwed this year. He's starting off on a bad foot. Well, that's you assuming that he's lying. So I, just, I, I take it then you're voting that you don't believe him in this Twitter were, poll? Everyone in, like, Little League, everyone in Pony League, everyone in Babe Ruth Baseball I get it. I did it. Totally, I did it. We're trying to do the same I played stuff. second base. I, my two positions were second base and shortstop. And I batted leadoff, so I was always trying to freaking steal bases and signs. I mean, everyone did that, but why? that's my point. What does he have to gain about lying at this point? Because he's going to look like a fool again. Can you imagine? No, it's not at the level of steroids and, you know, throwing the tester under the bus and the guy gets fired and Broad will ever be vilified for that. 
But if they, what if he gets caught again in a lie? People are going to say, are you kidding me with this guy, Ryan Braun? Here's the thing that pisses me off the most about this. In his 14, 15 years of being there, why weren't they stealing signs? That's the part that pisses me off the most. If everyone's stealing signs and you can do it as long as it's not aided by technology, why the hell aren't you stealing signs? Yeah, don't you want? Don't you want an advantage? I have a lot of questions on the on on the comments. I, I'm with you. Six zero eight three two one sixteen. That makes it more ridiculous. That makes you not believe them. That in 15, 14, 15 years, no one stole signs from second base in fourteen years. Yeah, that seems a little implausible. What? And if it is true. The Brewers need to start stealing some freaking signs from second base. What's your take on these comments, Brewer fans? Do you think it's Braun overcompensating for one of the biggest lies ever told? Or now, like Evo said, he he cannot tell a lie. He got bought. He's, he's born again. And he's not a born again Christian. He's a born again anti liar. Uh he just he can't he can't lie because he, he's already been caught in the biggest lie. And then the second part of this, this was the Twitter poll I put up at Action Zone Radio. Uh what's a worse form of cheating? Ceiling steins or PEDs, because that's what this, you know, it comes out of the crux of it is if it's cheating, if Brian Braun will never be forgiven for what he did, which was lying about PEDs, was were we mad at him about the cheating or were we mad at him about the lying for the cheating? And then if there are sign stealing going on, like clearly there was in Houston, if it's a more of a baseball problem and Braun's just worried that, you know, it's going to get out here like it got out in Houston. Like, what is worse cheating, PEDs or sign stealing? I was trying to think of that over the break because I saw your Twitter poll. And uh, I think the worst, man, I don't know, because PEDs PEDs doesn't make you some clairvoyant where you can go out there and know what pitch is coming if you have to hit it. You still actually have to go out there and perform. And a lot of those guys Correct. use that just to recover from injury. Sign stealing is essentially them knowing where the pitch is going and what the pitch is doing. So you were being tipped on what's coming your way. I, so I would lean right. sign stealing, I guess, because PEDs, it's not like all of a sudden you become Miss Cleo and you know what's going to happen. True. Sign stealing, you know what's happening, allegedly. So I would say, I guess, sign stealing. What do you think, Nelson? Worst form of cheating, PEDs or sign stealing? Man, this is a tough one because it depends on how far they went with the sign stealing. Because, yeah, if you know the exact location, you know the exact pitch when it's coming, that's a huge advantage. But if you just know, say, the location or the pitch, that, that that's a lot different. Or if you – who knows if we even know that they know their exact signs. Yeah. Because like, um, teams like to switch them every inning, well, every and other the, But inning. that's the same thing with steroids. There's layers of it, right? Is it – if it's – you and again – Saying Ryan Braun and believing him is a tough thing. I get it. But if you believe why Ryan Braun used steroids, and he's not a hulking big man. He didn't use it to become a genetic freak like Mark McGuire or, or, or Barry Bonds. He used it to stay healthy. Is that a different level than Barry Bonds, who went from a skinny, athletic, toned guy to a you know a guy who looked like some freak you know out of like, like a, a sci-fi size movie. thirty inch hat for his so head. Is, if there's different if there's different degrees of cheating for sign stealing is there different degrees of cheating well, for PED use or got, do you say if it's illegal it's illegal there is no gray area whether Braun used it for recovery or whether he used it to get huge to hit more home runs like Barry Bonds did, it's still cheating. The King on Twitch says sign stealing is worse. That's like getting the answers for a big exam before the exam. And he says Ryan Braun's just trying to sweet talk to the baseball writers of America so he can get into the Hall of Fame. So he's like, I've never cheated for 15 years. 
Yeah, I, I, I would go with that. I'd say, and that's the other thing with, with that always drove me crazy about the Bond stuff. And back to the Hall of Fame from last week and the Hall of Fame vote is you still got to hit it. Steroids doesn't help your hand-eye coordination. Steroids doesn't help your bat speed. It certainly gets more power on you. Uh, I just. I, I would say sign stealing to me is a worse form of cheating than steroids. Yeah, I think it's sign stealing just because you know what's coming. All right, 608. If you, well, I was going to say real quick, if you were planning on doing PEDs, would you rather do steroids as in anabolic steroids or would you rather take amphetamines or greenies? Well, I would say it'd probably be the steroids because, again, if you What's believe- the kind that makes your nuts shrivel up? That would be anabolic steroids. Yeah, I'm wouldn't. doing. I'll do greenies. Yeah. Well, greenies is like the amphetamine <laughs> where it just helps you. It's like yeah, it gives you focus. focus. It's like Adderall. Yeah. yeah basically, yeah. they describe Poor man's it as Adderall. It's exactly if a what it is. Ninety-five mile an hour fastball is coming in. It obviously looks like a blur, but if you take these drugs, it looks like a beach ball coming in. Right. It makes it a lot easier to hit. Give me the greenies. There's the brawn. Do you believe the cheating? That or do you believe that they didn't even steal signs? A and then what's a worse form? Because Ryan Braun's at least in Wisconsin, and one of for baseball. I mean, he's the active, as far as active players. You know, now that A-Rod's retired, now that Bonds and, you know, Palmera, he's kind of the active player poster boy for steroids, right? Yeah. PEDs, Ryan Braun. Yeah. Um, so there's that. But then there's the the guy is an all-timer, whether you like him or not, did win an MVP, is among statistically one, two, or three in every offensive category. I mean, he's one of the great brewers of all time. And this could be his last season. His contract expires after this season. Now, again, interesting comments made by both Braun and Mark Atanasio, the owner, yesterday about Braun's future. Here's first Braun on is 2020 potentially going to be his last season in Milwaukee. I don't take for granted the fact this could be my last year, you know, playing baseball. So um, obviously there's a sense of urgency every year, but for me knowing that this could be my last chance um, ever, uh, it's something that, that certainly adds to that sense of urgency. And, and uh, you know, I feel good about the fact that, that they put a team together that should be um, competitive again. We went to the postseason the last two years. Um, you know, the, the team that we lost to last year ended up winning the whole thing. So um, just about finding a way to get into the postseason and hoping to get hot at the right time. But certainly there's an in, in, uh, increased sense of urgency for me um, with where I'm at in my career. Okay, so two parts there. Uh, and Braun, and I look, maybe I'm reading way too much in a 30-second clip. You know, we were talking last week, Ebo, after the Packer loss, do you see Aaron Rodgers ever going somewhere else or finishing his career in Green Bay? Doesn't it sound like in that Braun basically is saying is if I don't play next year for the Brewers, I'm not playing. He didn't seem too interested. I mean, he he didn't say this could be my last season with the Brewers. He said this could be my last season. I mean, I guess money. Tom, if somebody calls him up this off season, if the Brewers don't want him back, and somebody offers him 15 million, I would say Brian Braun would probably consider giving it one more season. But didn't that sound like he's basically saying if the Brewers don't want me next year, I'm done. Yeah, I mean that's what that's I kind of got. I perceive well, it's it. a lot of money coming up in 2021 too. You got 15 base salary, 15 mil, uh, coming for Ryan Braun. Okay, we'll, so we'll then there's up. the follow up question, which is: Should the Brewers pick up the option? We're going to get into that. Go ahead, Nelson. You got to look at it as other teams' perspective. Why would you want to pay Ryan Braun? Like he's an aging player. He really doesn't have a, a spot in the field anymore. He's not really a first baseman. We know third base didn't work out, and man, he's really progressed the last few years in the outfield. He's a glorified DH right now that who knows if he could even DH every single day for a major league club. You don't want to pay that guy $10 million, $15 million. 
I don't know how many takers there would be out there for Ryan Braun, especially with the money he's probably looking to make. Well, okay, but he, there's two parts to that. He's going to have more. If he comes back with the Brewers, it's going to be more than another team, right? Because if he, he's a free agent. So he's got a team option that they would pick up at what is what did you say it was Ebo fifteen million? Yeah. So if, if they don't pick it up, then he becomes a free agent, Nelson, and then it would become okay. Did you think any team in the open market would pay Ryan Braun fifteen million dollars? And I think the answer God, obviously no. is is clearly not. The question would be, do the Brewers pay him that money? Braun last year I, did hit two eighty five. Well, think about these numbers. Hang on. 285, 22 home runs, 75 RBI. And the big question, we always say about Ryan Braun, durability, games played, 144, fourth best. Yasmani Grandal, Orlando Arcia, Lorenzo Cain, and Ryan Braun. You need to go look at games started. That's true. Because that's quite a bit of a different number than 140, whatever you just listed. So, do you guys think this is the last? Would there be no way that sixteen million dollars you would want him? Do you think this is what Braun was saying? He was maybe that was his way of basically saying this is the end, and he knows it, and he's not stupid, and he knows he's not worth sixteen million. Or because Antanasio, here's the other part of that: he came out yesterday All and right. said he hopes Ryan Braun would be open to playing in 2021. Antanasio's got to so, know the only way Ryan Braun's playing in 2021 is that. The Brewers are paying him the $16 million. In 2021, there's a mutual option for a $4 million buyout. What do you think of that, Nelly Nels? As in buyout so he doesn't play or yeah, that he could million play for buyout $4 million? I'm giving Ryan Braun $4 million saying, to walk away. And you're saying the, see ya, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> the only way I would uh, probably talk him into coming back is if he took a contract for definitely single digits. He's not he's not worth ten million dollars these days. What's he worth? In your humble opinion. Seven to nine. Well, we always talk, right, about our star players wanting to finish it, you know, and there was the the Jordy Nelson Raider thing, right? Of, you know, the, the reports are that Goody offered him the league minimum, which is like, you know, a million bucks. And the Raiders gave him like seven and the he was making nine with the Packers. And if the Packers had just done anything you know, three, four million. He still would have taken less than the Raiders, if you believe that story. Would this be the same thing that you can't pay the guy what he's making this year, which is sixteen million? But if you offered him three or four, he'd come back just for one last year to finish out his career as a brewer. Or he would just say, like again, what I kind of perceive from that quote, <sighs> he's he he doesn't want to play for another team that because he didn't say this would be my last season with the Brewers. He said this would be my last season, as in. If he doesn't get signed back by the Brewers, he has no interest to play somewhere else in 2021, and he'll just hang it up. Well, could you see him going to Cali? Like, if someone would take a little flyer on him? I just, I just don't see many teams that are really going to want to assign Ryan Braun at this point in his career, especially for, for bigger money like that. Maybe he just sees the writing on the wall, you know? It's yeah, like, but I don't, I don't agree with that. He had a, I mean, if he, if he had 235, like, the guy had 285. Yeah, I mean, he was top twenty in the good National League in batting average. He, the guy's a legitimate player. That's my point. If it was, if he was just hanging on, and they had to play him because he's making that money, Joe, we had what do this. You think his pure numbers would be if he actually had to play every day? 
I mean, but that that's like you can't do that because we don't we don't have that. You, yeah, because I Ryan Braun can't do that. That's well, why we can't do that. But you, Nelson, you would admit you're you would be surprised, starting or otherwise, that he's that he did I not end up on the as DL. As he was last yeah. year. But you still think he's a pretty solid player in this league. When I first heard this news, the first thing that came to my head was hallelujah. One more year, baby. <laughs> I, I just, okay. He, he, he was 17th in the national league last year in batting average, whatever age he is, whatever he's making. It, don't, you know, uh, Ronald Acuna jr. Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, Starlin Castro, Josh Bell, those are Gene Segura. Those are some pretty big names. Bryce Harper all hit below uh, Ryan Braun at 285. So the guy can clear, and you have to have enough at bats. It's not like he had five at bats and just be. You have to have a certain amount of bat at bats to be eligible in the stats. He was legitimately one of the top 20 hitters in the National League last year. Yeah, but that's the thing in today's baseball. 285, 300. If you don't have a have a defensive game behind you. You don't have tremendous power. It doesn't play much anymore. The, the game has changed. It's all about strikeouts, home runs, and OPS. All right, 608-321-1670. Would you want Braun back on any contract? I don't think it's the same level um, of, you know, Aaron Rodgers leaving. I don't even think it's the same level, you know, as any, you know, big-name Packer. But... He is one of the biggest brewers. I know he's probably not as beloved as as some, but he's still one of the the biggest name brewers of all time. Would you? I guess the question: Would you even care if he was on another team next year? Uh, D. Rich on Twitter says probably time to move on after twenty twenty. Maybe bring back for lesser contract, but option number way too high for his age and production. Future file poll here just came to mind. Who do Wisconsin sports fans like more, Aaron Rodgers or Ryan Braun? Ooh. I feel like that'd be a pretty good poll, especially because they don't like each other. The optics, even if it's legal, nobody right now in Major League Baseball wants to be associated with sign stealing. I totally get what Braun's saying. I just think, did he get caught up in the moment? And again, if he comes out and says, well, yeah, we've stolen signs from second base. Everybody does that. That's not illegal. What the Astros did... They had a garbage can relay system. They were wearing buzzers under their shirts. Like, obviously, me standing at second base, relaying to the first base coach or to the batter that I think the pitcher's set up to throw a curveball versus a cutter fastball is a hell of a lot different than what the Astros did. I don't know that anyone's going to be mad at Ryan Braun for saying that. So does he feel like he has to go over the top? Or do you believe, like like you said earlier, right. you got caught lying about steroids, which was maybe the worst lie ever. Dragged through the mud. Dragged through the lost mud. Lost friends. You lost, you know, you lost businesses. Lost Aaron lost, Rodgers. Lost millions. Lost your reputation for a time. Are you really going to come back and lie again and, and lie about something as innocuous as standing in second base and still? Like, what? Because what, uh, yeah. now what, it, like, everybody's going to do is, is go back and look. Look at every single play that Ryan Braun's standing on second. The first time you see him covering his mouth, looking over at the first or third base coach, they're going to say, liar! Liar! So, Ryan Braun, now, I have the Twitter poll up at Zone Madison. Do you believe him that they haven't stolen signs in 14, 15 years from second base? Why aren't you stealing signs? That's my biggest question because everyone's doing it. You can do it. It's not like you got a buzzer on or have a dude in the in another room banging on a trash can. Why not steal signs from, from second base? They've been doing it since baseball was invented or when they invented signs. Why wouldn't you, Miller? 
I agree. Like, why? Why not? I just don't get it. And then you had you Darvish. Remember um, uh, during the beginning of the offseason, you Darvish had accused the Brewers and specifically Christian Yelich stealing signs because you Darvish took to Twitter and had a video of Yelly like stepping off the off the base or stepping out of the batter's box and looking at like the scoreboard and then trying to hit you Darvish. But then Yelly said, you're better than this. No one needs signs hitting off you Darvish. But I don't know, dude. It's, why wouldn't you steal signs? It's not illegal from, yeah. from like just being on second base. And so we have that pole in the field and then we have the follow up, which is a worse form of cheating PEDs or sign steal. You want to weigh in on both of those 608, 321, It's our buddy Hawkeye. Welcome to the Joe Nebo show. Hawkeye. Guys, I was listening to you this morning, and I literally, I mean, I, I had to call in because I literally rolled over in my grave. You know, Scotty said that he DJ'd, and I'm just sitting over here shaking my head like, Jesus. Yeah, from one from it. one professional to the next, huh, to Hawkeye? Well, what's crazy is he said that he was doing it at a church event for a birthday party, and that song, actually, it's Flo Rider, not Florida. Just so you know, oh, you know. Oh, that's, he's a, yeah, he's, you, you say tomato, tomato Scott tomato. says tomato. I know, but what's funny about that is that that song is actually from The Hangover 2, and there's actually there's a curse when there's an F-bomb in that song. He probably didn't realize it, but um, nevertheless. Guys, and I, at the like, church? An F-bomb at the church? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There's an F-bomb in that song, and a lot of people don't even realize that it's in there. So, um, But nevertheless. But um, let me here's what I called in, guys, I, and, and, and bear with me here real quick while I get this out. Um, you know, and I know I say, well, no disrespect to Ryan Braun, but you know what? I really, I, I could, I couldn't give a hell about or give a damn or whatever about Ryan Braun on a day like today. Uh, nobody cares. Uh, it's a sad day, it's a sad week, sad month, sad year. When you start thinking about people that we lost in accidents, Thurman Munson, Roberto Clemente, Otis Redding, Buddy Holiday, uh, Richie Valens, uh, Valens, uh, Big Bopper, JFK Jr., Aaliyah, John Dever, Ricky Nelson, Jim Croce. Rocky Marciano, uh, Grace Kelly, James Dean, Paul Walker. I can go on and on and on. Uh, these are people and icons that will never get back, and, and uh, my, my, my prayers go out to Kobe and his family. I thought Mark Cuban did the best thing that you could possibly do in saying that nobody will ever wear the number 24. Yeah, ever. that was pretty classy. Absolutely. And you know what, this is going to be a debate that goes on for a long time, and I, and I, and I hope people are listening right now and they pay attention to this because it's, it's something that's really kind of it's small, but it, it really – it, it speaks to the level of who Kobe was um, in regards to how we remember him. And this is an argument that I've had with people over the last couple of years. Let's say you're in your backyard, you're at a barbecue or you're somebody, you know, or you, you went to a, a, a restaurant and you got a burger and you, you wad up the, the, the wrapper, right? And you do the little turnaround fadeaway and you try to shoot it in the trash can, right? Do you say Jordan or do you say Kobe? Kobe. Right? You, say, you know, and I've been doing that here, you know, at work and stuff, you know, the last you know, number of years. And I, you know, a lot of times I say Kobe. And so it really just speaks to, you know, to, to who he is. And you know what? I think Joe and, and Evo, you guys talk about, you know, Evo, you're happily married, you know, you know, hug your wife. Joe, you've got, you know, you got little kids, you know, uh, you know, let them know that you love them and, 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 and do the things that you love. I Sometimes people ask me, well, why do you play golf four days in a row? I say, because you know what? Because tomorrow's not promised. I don't know if I'll ever get to play golf again. You know, like you have to value time. Time is the most precious commodity we have. It's more important than food. It's more important than money. It's more important than anything else out there. Um, just value it. Guys, thank you for the time. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Good. well said, Hawkeye. Yeah, I mean, look at it. I'm thinking it, of you too, Hawkeye, man. It, uh, it puts things in perspective, man. I mean, we joke around, and I think that's the best thing about sports and this show is there's so much bad, right, in the world. And you turn on the news, 
what what's what's positive about the news. So right. we get four hours to be you know knuckleheads and be that distraction. I think that's why well, a lot of people yeah. like this show. But this is where it crosses that line, right? Because obviously Kobe Bryant is a sports figure, but it's just it's it's crazy, man. It just it makes you stop and like I didn't even know I was like just sat there for like 20 minutes like yeah, damn i know i just i couldn't believe and it and then you hear the story you know it's bad enough when it's kobe and then you hear he's taking his daughter and her teammates to a the, basketball yeah, game that, yeah. that's just it's i mean i was driving feel I, I had three i'll just tell you guys i had three middle school my son and two of his teammates we were up in a terminal weekend at the dells i had a car i had a, my truck full of uh, middle school kids driving up to a wrestling meet friday night so i was doing the exact same thing Friday that he was doing yesterday. Yeah, it just it it just it, well, it makes soul, you man. it makes you think, man. You know, you can life just in an instant. You know, everything can change. And you know, people on Facebook and Twitter and social media. I know there's a lot of negativity on there as well. But I saw people talking about like, what's the big deal? Like, you never met this individual. Why would why do you care? Oh, it's an ex- like you just said, Miller about you know what? It's an escape. It's. When Colby Bryant, 2006, put up 81 points against the Toronto Raptors. I mean, that was the second highest number of points scored in an NBA game in history behind Wilt Chamberlain's 100. Like, that is a – if you got crap going on in your life and you're watching an NBA game, all of a sudden you see Colby rise up and do 81 points. That's an escape for people. Like right. You're like, wow, I can't – I got three hours of watching this guy just put on a masterful performance. I forgot about all my trials and tribulations of life. I got to escape – by watching a guy play a game, and I just I got I felt connected with him over it, you know. And and what Hawkeye said, like the pop culture re, pop culture reference of going Kobe when you shoot a something into a trash basket. Dave Chappelle had a skit on it. It's iconic. It's pop culture, you know. And the fact that you can you know grow up in this time and and watch this guy do what he did and, and have an escape and make you feel some entertainment for a day, and that's why people are connected. You know, it's a cool thing. Yeah. No. And that, you know that's why people always say right when, when things are bad. Um, whether it's, you know, your personal life or, you know, a sad, you know, politics story or, you know, a bad story. People like sports because it's their escape, right? And when it bleeds into that, that's when it really, when it, when it really, you know, jolts you. And then when you have, you know, kids involved, you know, and he's oh, on his yeah, way, yeah. they're on their way to a youth basketball game. I mean, that's just, it's just hard to comprehend, man. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's, um, it's definitely sad. Yeah. So again, put it in perspective today. Take a minute and uh, and just enjoy, you know, being on this planet for uh, for a minute because it's obviously uh, it is no guarantee. Uh, on the Ryan Braun thing, so our buddy JD. Not surprising here. Did you see JD's response? Yeah, I, was, to I our chuckled. Twitter poll? I chuckled. Other Braun quotes worth believing. Quote: I truly believe in my heart and would bet my life that this substance never entered my body at any point. I am a victim of a process that completely broke down and failed the way it was applied to me in this case. That's the uh, verbatim. I'm innocent, uh, and the truth rest. is I'm Ryan innocent. Ryan holding that post or that press conference at uh, the middle of Miller Park in the outfield years ago. I feel like they need to get Brawny back to this Brewers on deck, and we really need to remedy this situation. I think he needs to bust out a new clothing line for his the last re- Remedy? I, I think like that, if, if Ryan Braun is telling the truth, which, listen, Braun was caught up in one of the biggest, you know, scam, it's a huge scandal for the Milwaukee Brewers, if not the biggest, and, and Braun had egg on his face and he was dragged through the mud. Why would he lie now after, That's why I don't get after being it, suspended exactly. and, you know, everything he had to go through? Why would he lie now? Exactly. He's got it. I mean, he lived it. He lost probably, 
millions of dollars. He lost massive amount of credibility and and you know respect around the league and around the fan base. Aaron Rodgers won't you know return his phone right. calls. They had restaurants. They had, they were in business partners. They were part owners of stuff. Like why would you go back down this road if you weren't a hundred percent sure it was true? Because he's got to know the whole world's looking to get him. You and know, if he comes out on this, like, and somebody can some way somehow prove that Braun was stealing signs, he just goes down as the biggest bag of all time if he, if he lies again. Right. Yes, no? You said uh, Ryan Braun might be a part of the biggest scandal in Brewers history. What what other things might be up there? Hank the Dog was cloned, Nelson. There's no doubt that they replaced Hank the Dog. Hank the Dog died sometime in 2015, and they replaced him with another one? Nelson. I had to watch a press conference of a vet come out and have dental records of a freaking dog Nelson. at like, Miller did Park. You not see the I had to mo- cover that. Did you not see the Robert De Niro, Ben Stiller classic, Meet the Parents, when Greg lost Mr. Jinx and he went to the, to the, the pound and took another Mr. Jinx yeah. and spray painted it, and the cat just trashed the place because it wasn't the real Mr. Jinx. That's what they did with Hank the dog. They went to the pound, found another Hank that looked close to him, spray painted him, and yep. tried to pass it off as Hank the dog. That, to you, me, is as much can, of a controversy bro, as Ryan Braun lying about steroids. And that was a real Fokker move, Nelson. <laughs> you Greg Fokker. that the Brewers run a pretty clean organization. I would say so, yeah. When your biggest scandals are Ryan Braun and his PED use, Hank the dog and his dental records, and if Bernie Mac and Mr. 3000's hits should have counted. Like, that's the three biggest scandals. Well, I would say the Josh, Josh Hader, Hader comments, but the that's, I can't get, I mean, the guy was 16 years old when he said it. Um, That would be up there. But no, I mean, it, Ryan Braun is the clear example. We see this all the time in sports. How many guys, Jim Tressel, Urban Meyer, list goes on and on, where you get in trouble, not for the act, you get in trouble for lying about the act. Ryan yeah. Braun would not be in this position. Does anybody remember that Andy Pettit and yep. Alex Rod, you know, all these guys that were on it that just came on and said, yeah, I did it. You got me. It's not that Busted. Ryan Braun did steroids. It's that Ryan Braun had that, what JD just said, a really tough scene press conference Oof. only to get busted five minutes after he said and that. And the truth is I'm innocent. Yeah, why would he lie again, Nelly? We give a good morning to our guy, Badger head wrestling coach, Chris Bono, probably chomping at the bit after a week off. Morning, coach. Morning. What's going on, guys? Well, you know, just another Monday, man, and uh, it's got to be an exciting week for you guys. You know, after a week off, you know, getting a rare week off in the middle of the season, you guys probably are chomping at the bit to get back into competition this weekend. We're ready. I woke up today with a little more energy than usual. No, we got uh, we got to get ready to roll. We're out of here Thursday. We got to get these guys ready to go for a big weekend on the road. Yep, you guys doing the uh, the Indiana two step? You'll be at uh, Indiana Friday night in Bloomington and, and Sunday uh, in West Lafayette against Purdue. So, kind of take us through the last week. We talked a little bit about last time you were with us, coach, of you know having a week off and and, and maybe kind of you know going back to training. How's the week and no competition been? It was great. We gave some. We gave them a little time off, and we trained them real hard. And uh, you know, the guys responded real well. You know, it was. Uh, we we got them exhausted. We we worked in a lot of different areas, and uh, really appreciated uh, the couple of days off we gave them throughout the week. So um, we got. We had to renew their bodies. You got to renew their minds, and 
Uh, now we, we get ready for this last stretch run, and uh, hopefully we can perform well throughout uh, till, till the end of March. Uh, visiting with Badger head wrestling coach Chris Bono, and, you know, a, a big weekend for a couple uh, points, coach. The biggest one, final road trip of the year for you guys. We were talking about this last week, and, and in weeks past, how you've kind of set up your schedule. You know, people don't know what a great month of February it's going to be here at the Fieldhouse. you got four dual meets at home in this season. This is your uh, final road trip of the year. Yeah, this is it. You know, we uh, we put them on the road in, in November and December. And, um, you know, it's funny. We were just talking about it. It seems like two years ago now, uh, November. You know, we were all excited to get on the road and, 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 and get together and do all that. And that seems forever ago. Uh, we're looking forward to getting this road trip out of the way and then, you know, getting home and training hard and, uh, you know, wrestling the rest of our matches at the Fieldhouse. Hey, Coach, I was seeing on uh, Facebook here for Wisconsin Wrestling that you guys are going to be doing the 2020 Polar uh, Plunge, Special Olympic Athletes. Is that uh, something you guys near and dear to your heart then? Yeah, you know, we're, 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 we, we love giving back. You know, our kids are amazing here. Um, it, it's something that is near and dear to the heart, you know. And I was just at a, at a little clinic yesterday and met a kid from Luxembourg who just could not stop um, talking about what a great person Trent Hilger is. And I asked him where he saw him, and he goes, well, he, he was even after he lost a match, he got beat by somebody at a duel last year, and he stopped and talked to me for 20 minutes. And, I, and, and to me, man, that's what it's all about. So these kids are amazing. Um, polar plunge, raise some money for a great cause. Uh, whatever we could do to give back, um, you know, I know our program are doing, I know our kids are, uh, are always fired up to do. Uh, visiting with Badger head wrestling coach Chris Bono. You know, get your take on this coach. I know when we've had other our coaches in here, you know, uh, Mark Stribble, good friend of ours with Badger Hockey, he always talks about, you know, the, the road trips almost they like it better. Just kind of get that bonding, kind of get away, you know, get the roommate deal going. Do you guys look at it the same way that, you know, not that you don't love the home meets, but there's something different, special about road trips like this weekend to kind of get out and uh, and kind of get that team bonding on the road for a weekend? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Well, this team, we actually love being on the road. Um, we, we love being together. We love eating our meals together. You know, we love we love going into uh, enemy arenas and, and, and going in as underdogs when, you know, it's just us us, us 15 and, and about 20 fans. Uh, you know, and then you get to spend a lot of quality time with each other in hotels, at movie theaters, uh, and just getting away and getting out. And you, you kind of put reality aside for 48 hours when you get on the road and, uh, and, and you get to be with each other and, and do nothing but think about wrestling. You guys have a go-to movie when you're on the road, Coach? You got something that fires you guys um, up? No, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever's out there, right? We'll yeah. try to fire, find a movie if we have time. You know, these uh, we kind of watch the same old, same old on the buses. So, uh, you know, we got we to kind of – Vision know, Quest, mandatory to, viewing. <laughs> you know, we, we got to figure a way to put Netflix on in, in, those, in those buses because the Redbox <laughs> movies are getting old. Red yeah, right. You guys are single keeply, uh, single-handedly keeping Redbox in business, Coach. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we're going to get you – we're going to invest in a Wi-Fi bus for you, Coach. You can get the Netflix. Yeah, yeah no, we got the Wi-Fi bus. We just, we just don't know how to hook it up to the TV so everybody can watch the same movie. Hey, uh, talk about uh, these opponents. This weekend, uh, Indiana and Purdue. Uh, you, you never say anything. You take anything for granted in the Big Ten, but certainly, Coach. You know, on paper, uh, favorable matchups for you guys. What What do you bring? What does the Hoosiers and, and Boilermakers both bring to the table? Uh, I'll tell you what. We're in for. We, we're going to have to go get ready to scrap. This is uh, these teams are getting better and they're really good. Indiana is uh, just came off a win. They beat Maryland yesterday. And uh, we're going to have to be ready to go Friday night. They've got some great kids. They're 25 pounders wrestling real well right now. Um, you know, they've got some scrappy kids at 41. They've got a scrappy kid at 33. 
you know, um, uh, 84, 97, and uh, they, they look good right now. 57 is a scrappy kid. Uh, and then Purdue. Purdue, Purdue is going to be a real tough scrap. They, um, they're right now, they're 11 and 2. They, you know, they're, they're like 4 and 1 in the Big Ten. Uh, their only loss is to Iowa. They're ranked like one spot below us. And um, they're, 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 they've really come on this year, and they've got some really, really good uh, individuals. And that's going to be a real tough test for us Sunday uh, on BTN. So it'll be on TV. And, um, you know, get your little, uh, what is it, your Super Bowl pregame in by watching us wrestle on, uh, on Sunday. I was going to say, how great is that? You know, the Super Bowl, roughly 5, 5.30 kickoff. You guys are on at 2, Coach. Uh, I'd no, I what... think we're on at 4, right? I think it's changed to 4. Oh, is it is changed right? to 4? Yeah, okay, you're right. I'm looking at it here. So either TV, way, yeah, yeah what a, I know what I'm doing. I'm going Badger Wrestling Super Bowl. That's a hell of a Sunday viewing for me, man. Yeah, yeah, we we better we better, we got to get it done quick so we can get on that bus and figure out how to watch the Super Bowl on the way home. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't think Redbox gonna have that for you. No, no, about? no, and we'll also we'll all individually have our phones out watching the game, and and you know how that works, right? Some guys' speeds are a little little, little uh, a little uh, ahead of others, so you know when when the team scores before you even get to watch the play. You know, right? Uh, visiting with Badger head wrestling coach Chris Bono. Final thought, coach. You know, as we get into this final you know month of the the regular season, how important. You know, A, you always want to win. You always want to compete. But to, the bigger picture, put yourself in position for March because if folks don't know wrestling, just like basketball, uh, there's March Madness for Badger basketball, no doubt. But there's March Madness for Badger wrestling as well. How important are these final few meets here to put you guys in a position for March? Well, they're very important. Um, you know, where, where we're good, we can't have any letdowns. Uh, our ranked guys have to go out and keep dominating and keep putting themselves in a great position. And then our guys that are not ranked, they've got to go beat these ranked guys so they put themselves in a position to be able to get to the national tournament um, and get and, and, and can qualify through our Big Ten tournament. So um, we're ready. Our guys are rested. We, 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 we took some of our guys that are banged up a little bit and rested them an extra day or two. And um, we're all healthy, and the workout was great this morning. And mentally they're fresh, and uh, they know that we get out of here Thursday and uh, we're on the road and we got two tough Big Ten duels. Hey, good luck this weekend. Uh, let's go 2-0, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking about two dual meet wins next Monday. Yeah, big week big week when we get back in town next week with Coach Douglas, uh, Bobby Douglas being honored next Friday. So oh, yeah. we got, can't wait to get on that. Yeah, it's, it's a big one, man. The Nittany Lions uh, coming in next week. We'll preview that on Monday. Thank you, Coach. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. See you, brother. There he is, Badgerhead Wrestling Coach Chris Bono. We uh, say good morning to our guy, Tony Cartagena, our Bucks insider. Morning, Tone. What's going on, fellas? Uh, well, it's got to be a uh, yeah, got to be a, uh, a tough day for for you guys uh, out there in, in Buckland. Uh, what was your first reaction, Tony, when you heard the news of Kobe Bryant's passing yesterday? I honestly, I thought it was fake at first. I think like most people did, just because it comes across on Twitter, and you know how many times has Betty White or somebody died on Twitter, and. Um, I actually got the – I was in the middle – Craig Council was doing his press conference at Brewers on Deck yesterday, and I was recording on my phone, and I just kind of had my phone out in front of Council. My sister called me, and I got a bunch of other text messages, and then I, like, just kept having to click for the screen to go off just yeah. so I could, you know, focus. And – then as soon as council stopped talking, somebody behind me, I don't, I don't even remember who it was, honestly, somebody behind me said Kobe died. And my first response was Bryant. Like, I mean, he's a guy, obviously, but I was just kind of in disbelief. And then just looking at all the 
messages on like social media and stuff. It was it was pretty crazy because Kobe is the guy. Like my friends were blowing up my phone in all, all of our group texts because like Kobe was our generation's Michael Jordan. Like the amount of times we saved every dollar bill we could come across so we could find out how to get Laker tickets to see him in Milwaukee at the Bradley Center was unbelievable. Like it's you you, you idolize people when you're younger and you you think nothing can ever happen to them and yeah. then a routine I like. He rides that helicopter everywhere. Anyone who knows anything about Kobe knows Kobe has the helicopter that he takes everywhere because it's easier than driving through downtown. And it's just it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, how iconic is it that you know, and Tony, we're like the same age. I think I'm just a couple years older than you. But you crumple up a a piece of paper, you throw it in the basket, and you, what do you say, Kobe? Oh, uh, uh, you know how many times I got kicked out of class for that? <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, it's it's such a bummer. So like I it's hard to, I was watching the Grammys last night. Aerosmith was playing the Run DMC, and one of Run DMC's DJ holds up a Kobe Bryant jersey, and that's when it hit me. Like finally, I was like, "Damn, dude, that's that's pretty heavy. That sucks." Yeah, I kind of just think everywhere you look, he just affected so many different lives in in different ways too. And I mean, I got the chance to be just part of one of his press conferences one time, and for me, that was like made a career because it was Kobe Bryant. You know. Whether you ever had the chance to meet him or uh, see him out and about, people in Milwaukee still talk about one night. And he actually, it was on a podcast recently, too, where he never went out with his teammates. But back in the day, I guess there was a night where the Lakers got to Milwaukee a day early, and he, one of his teammates asked him to go out. And he would never usually go out. But let's be honest, they were playing the Bucks. He could probably, you know, use not need all eight hours of sleep. And uh, it was a bar called Dick's downtown, and um, people still talk about seeing Kobe at Dick's that night uh, and t- just, like, how cool it was. Yeah, Tony, you had a good story, too, on your Twitter at Tony Cartagena. It was um, about watching Kobe's last game, the first quarter, with uh, Kyrie Irving. You want to tell people about that? Yeah, so Kyrie didn't play last night for the Nets, and they cited personal reasons. And, I mean, if you follow basketball, you, you understand kind of the – similarities between Kyrie's mentality and the Mamba mentality and there's videos I, I want to say there was from 2012 of Kyrie challenging Kobe to one-on-one during a USA basketball camp and he really kind of embodied that mentality where he wasn't friends with people on the court he wants to beat them and and and, and Kyrie who is, is my age just like you know grew up watching Kobe and so when I was covering the Cavaliers the Cavs played, I think, at 6.30 or 7, and the Lakers are on the West Coast, so they started late. And after the Cavs game ended, you go and do your interviews, but the Cavs always have, like, you always had a TV on in the locker room, this giant screen TV. Other games would be on. LeBron would watch a lot of Dwayne Wade games. And um, the Lakers game was obviously on. It was the last game in the league that night, and it was Kobe's final game uh, as an NBA player. And he missed his first five shots and every time he missed Kyrie was kind of just watching. And then it was standing up next to a group of reporters and just watching it. Like we were all just like in a sports bar watching a basketball game. And every time Kobe would miss, he'd be like, Oh, he's got the next one. You know, he's a killer. It's Kobe. He's not, he's not going out like that. And the, they eventually closed the locker room and I lived downtown and sprinted to my apartment so I could catch the end of it. I remember waking up my roommate to be like, Hey, you have to watch this. This is, Kobe's last game and I texted him yesterday and I was like I bet you wish you would have woke up now right and um 
Yeah, it's just crazy, but like to see the effect that he had on a young NBA player at the time. This is before Kyrie even had a ring, and the way he was watching it, and the way I knew that he had a personal relationship with him, and it was just one of those moments. Now looking back, like the gravity of that, and how cool the actual moment was in itself to just watch greatness while standing next to someone who embodied him and and really tried to take lessons from him. It's it's pretty it's pretty wild. Uh, visiting with our Bucks insider, Tony Cartagena. So w- what is the, the L.A. Or, or Laker connection other than the obvious, you know, Tony, that the Bucks and Lakers in the same league? I, I know Marcus Johnson, you know, the, the Fox Sports commentator is an L.A. guy, and I saw him on a lot of, uh, you know, national outlets yesterday talking. Uh, are, are there specific connections? Obviously, Jason Kidd, former Buck coach, is now on that Laker coaching staff. Like, what are some of the Bucks' connections to the Lakers? Well, I think, like I was saying before, just like, I looked at some of the social media, you know, DJ Wilson, Pat Connington, George Hill, you know, George Hill was in the Spurs, in the Spurs organization. So he obviously had uh, many run-ins or even just game plans for defeating Kobe Bryant back in the day. But the Nike connection with Giannis, um, Giannis, I know a couple of years ago was saying how, you know, he was on the same court as Kobe and then worked out and just kind of to kind of pick his brain a little bit and, it goes back to the infamous Kobe telling him his challenge for the season was to be MVP. I think that tweet was in 2017 and Giannis wins the MVP a year later. So there's connections there just with all of these players. Cause the players that are in the league now grew up. It wasn't the Michael Jordan NBA. It was the Kobe Bryant NBA, the 2000 champion championship started when most of these guys were, you know, six, seven years old. So you look at it that way and that's the guy so many people look up to. I'm really curious to hear, the Bucks practice today, and um, it'll be an extremely emotional practice. Obviously, Mike Budenholzer with the Spurs as well, having to prepare for Kobe and numerous how many Western Conference finals that they probably go up against one another. And um, Giannis, I'm sure, will talk today after he uh, he is he's taking a break from social media. It looks like uh, in light of yesterday's news, as his accounts have been deactivated. But Wesley Matthews kind of made a name for himself defending Kobe Bryant. His rookie year in Utah, undrafted free agent, they make the playoffs and his assignment and Wesley has been pretty open about like he, you know, always go against their best player. It was a challenge that his mom always gave him. Um, he had to defend Kobe in the playoffs. And that was kind of like not Wesley's coming out party because he had an entire season before that, but that was kind of like the this rookie stepped to Kobe in the in the playoffs and tried to make a name for himself and had to make a name for himself and I think he's probably got owes a ton of gratitude and just has a ton of respect for what Kobe did for the game. Uh, so Tony, talking about you know press conferences and whatnot, you were at Brewers on Deck yesterday when the news of Kobe broke. Obviously, when you were know, recording Craig Council, but what did uh, the likes of Ryan Braun, you know, a uh, uh, California native, have to say? Yeah, so I give Braun a ton of credit. So yesterday, the Kobe news breaks, and it was towards the kind of the end of availability. But Keston Hira still had still was scheduled to speak and I did an interview with Keston a year ago. It was at Brewers on deck and we didn't talk baseball at all. We talked Lakers basketball just because he was from California. I asked him if he was a basketball fan and, and, and honestly, it was one of those unplanned things, but one thing led to another and we were just talking Lakers hoops. And I remembered that. I always remember that because it was just a cool moment. And then the Kobe news break, Keston was about to talk. And I was just like, someone make sure he knows first of all so we can actually like talk about it you know don't want to break that news to him 
But even a year ago, he said how Kobe was his idol growing up, and that's how he strives to kind of approach his uh, mentality at the plate and in his training and all these things. And then when Keston was coming out, Ryan Braun actually stepped in front of the camera first. It was very unprompted. It wasn't scheduled. But being a star athlete from California who grew up a Lakers fan, I, I gave him a ton of credit for jumping in front of the camera and just even addressing it um, and talking about it. And I thought that was just a really cool moment. But under those circumstances, cool maybe not be you know the right yeah, vocabulary no, I know there. Mean, but but it was just one of those moments where and then Braun talked about his fire, his competitive fire, and you know the way he kind of approached. Ryan Braun's talking about retirement now and the way Kobe approached retirement and had business ventures and had family uh, responsibilities and really stepped up to those. And it was just one of those moments where it was almost like real recognizing real and like how he really respected Kobe for everything that he did uh, on and off the court. And Braun talked to more off the court. And then there was Kesson here coming out and he said, there's like three different audio clips where he says, you know, he was my biggest idol. He was my biggest idol. And, he didn't want to make it about him at all. He kind of just wanted to remember Kobe for what he did on the court and, and the influence he had. But he did tell kind of a funny story of he was working out at UC Irvine and then saw Kobe like crossing the street. Like he was going to take off at a red light, but there was a guy trying to cross the street and Keshin said he waved him through and saw that it was Kobe. And then that Kobe goes into a restaurant and Keshin was coincidentally going there as well. Um, and then he introduced himself and, and, you know, said he was a big fan and Keshin said he reciprocated that because working out in that community together out there, uh, by UC Irvine and stuff. So like, he just touched so many lives. Like it's, it's really unbelievable. Like we bring up the Bucks stories, the Bucks connections that Joe asked about. I'm sure I missed like 10 on that list. Like I'm I'm sure Darvin Ham, the assistant coach, Vin Baker, like all these guys have to have stories. I mean, we know they have stories. Um, but even the baseball community, even the football community yesterday, uh, Devontae Adams and Darius Smith showing their respects. Adams, a Cali guy as well. Like, it's just he touched a lot of athletes and a lot of aspiring athletes and a lot of people who looked up to him like myself. Uh, visiting with our guy Tony Cartagena. Before I let you go, you were, uh, as you mentioned, you were at Brewer on deck while all this dropped. And um, the uh, the big news yesterday, Tony, a couple of comments from Ryan Braun, A, about the, the sign stealing and then the potential retirement. Um, what what was the reaction? And was it just, was it organic or was it on you know intentional that Braun's the guy that gets the question asked about sign stealing? Because as I'm sure you saw on Twitter, a lot of people thinking of the hypocrisy of, uh, you know, an ad you know, a, you know, a caught cheater liar being the guy to speak on Brewer sign stealing. How was that received there yesterday? Well, I think all the players knew going into it, they were all going to be asked about it. Uh, Christian Yelich was asked about it, and he even told the guy who asked him, I, I'm still new, I don't, I don't mean to not give credit where some of the Brewers reporters, I don't recognize my face yet, but even Christian Yelich said, oh, there it is, when asked about the sign stealing. Every pitcher was asked about it, Ryan Braun was that. It wasn't something just specific to Braun, but the question to Braun was, are you willing to go on the record to say that the Brewers have never done anything like this? And his response was, we've never so much as stolen a sign from second base, which then I learned yesterday, you know, with Craig Council's presser and just talking to some people, that's a, that was a very common thing, stealing signs from second base and or trying to figure them out and, you know, let the batter know, but it's not something that's against the rules of baseball. 
it's one of those like unwritten baseball things. So I do. He said they've never so much as done that in his fourteen or fifteen years. Do you believe that, Tony? I mean, how, do you know how hard that has to be <laughs> to do? I like one. You're you're trying not to get picked off too, but then to see the sign, remember what their signs are, and then somehow relay that to the batter without their catcher noticing or their second baseman noticing, and then to be right. Like, it's got to be really hard, right? Like, I think it's got to be extremely hard to do that from second base. But, no, I, I would I would think that the Brewers, like, yeah, I, I don't really have much to go on and say, like, oh, they've never used a buzzer or never stolen signs or never did this, never did that. Because you didn't think the Astros did it either, right? But, mm-hmm. like, I just I just find it hard to believe in today's day and age of replays and all the things that really brought the Astros down that the Brewers would sit there and just be like this. They would, they would say no comment before they would be adamantly, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers have learned their lesson with adamantly denying things. Right. <laughs> yes, um, and I, and, and I do think the honest, I think the honest connection to the Brewers when their name is brought up is that they had Mike Fires. But I also believe that had Mike Fires known what was going on in Milwaukee, he would have snitched on them. Too. Yeah. Did Mike Fires snitch on them? No, that's the thing. Like he didn't. And if he like, I feel like if he had anything to snitch about, clearly the dude is loose lips, right? Like he talks, <laughs> uh, he he snitched on the, the Astros for no reason. So I wouldn't see why he would protect the Brewers in any situation like that. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, Tone, the final thing on that, Braun saying that this could be his last year. Do you think uh, this is the end of Ryan Braun in 2020? Well, Mark Adonagio made a awkward, not awkward comment. He said, he was asked about it and he said, um, you know, we have a team option on Braun in 2021. And in my head, I was like, that team option is probably $22 million. So I'm sure you guys won't be picking up that team option. But when I actually asked Craig Council about Ryan Braun, Braun was walking in the hallway at the same time and then kind of stood around. Um, And Council made some comments like, yeah, Braun's promised me all these things that I'm going to hold him to behind closed doors. And he was kind of joking around as Braun was lurking standing right behind me as I was asking the question. And um, it, it, it's weird because Braun, like, his, you know, when did he get drafted? 05, made his debut in 07. And uh, I don't think they'll he'll be on the Brewers after this season, but I also don't think they're, they can trade him because he's going to make $20, 22000000 million this season. So if it is a farewell tour of sorts, I'm sure he'll get booed in a lot of stadiums like he has. Uh, since he that thrives off that, though. What is that? He thrives off those boos. He does good when he, they boo him. He, he may. He grew up idolizing. He grew up a Kobe guy. That's yep. why. He, yep. he thrives off off of the hate. He knows. He knows that it's really it's really love. Well, the Brewers retire number eight. Oh, I There's think a they should. File. I think hell they yeah, they, they should. They, He's but, the greatest Brewer also, of all time, Tony. Here's the thing, though. Twenty eight should also never be worn again, and that's been worn since. So. Yeah. I, I don't think they will, but I, I would I would be on the team they should. Thank you, Tony. It uh, should be a very interesting Bucks practice today. We'll look forward to hearing about it. Yeah, they talk right around 1230, so I'll keep everyone updated. Sounds Thank good, you, Tony. There Thanks, Tony. There is a Milwaukee insider. Uh, yeah, crazy day yesterday. While this uh, Brewer on Deck event was going on, and Ryan Braun's making headlines, then the, uh, the sad news of Kobe drops. <laughs> Real quick, uh, sorry to interrupt you on Twitch, breaking news. Uh, I don't have to do the sounder. If Nelson is so confident in the Reds, he should use his lock of the year on them winning the Central. 
Well, do you think they're yeah, okay. Nel- do you Nelson? Think, do you think they're gonna win the division? I th- I don't I wouldn't put the money down on them to win the division, but I would put money down on they make the playoffs. Do you think they'll finish ahead of the Brewers? Man, right now on paper, David Stearns just has a lot of guys that he's signing that he's hoping to get a lot out of. I think gut feeling just right now, I go Cardinals, Cardinals, Reds, Brewers, Cubs, Pirates. I think you're exact. I would go exactly the same. That's gut right now. I would just flip-flop Brewers and Reds simply because there's something to be said for been there, done that. And the Brewers have found a way, and especially last year, manning up and making the playoffs after Yelich went down. That's gutsy. That's ballsy. To me, I'm not saying the Reds are the Browns, but they're kind of that, the small, the poor man's version of the Browns with getting so much hype, and they haven't won squat in a long time. So, yes, the Reds should be better than the Brewers this year. I still think the Brewers, because of Craig Council, because of the the moxie of doing it, I'm going to pick the Brewers second. I, gotta, I don't know if that's enough to be a wild card. I mean, card. I, want, I want to do that too. I just that's my gut right now. And I think the Cubs suck, and I think that's hilarious that they just are throwing waving the white flag. I think in this division, the second place is probably a likely likely wild card spot. So maybe that ba- that would be an, so. This, yeah, the wild card may be Brewers versus Reds. Whoever takes second See, in that division gets the wild card. I got a bad gut feeling about this year. I don't have a good gut feeling with the Brewers. I feel like this might be the year where they're just struggling in the hunt to try and get that last wild card game. Hmm. But Nelson, I just feel like they need a lot of things to come up Yahtzee for them this year with some of the players they've added so far. Now, granted, there's still a month left. Nelson, if that's the case, and if 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 what you said earlier is going to happen. Won't they rally this season around this? I, mean, I, don't, I don't take for granted the fact this could be my last year, you know, playing baseball. So um, obviously there's a sense of urgency every year, but for me knowing that this could be my last chance um, ever, uh, it's something that, that certainly adds to that sense of urgency. And, and uh, you know, I feel good about the fact that, that they put a team together that should be um, competitive again. We went to the postseason the last two years. Yeah. Well, if they went to that's Ryan, that, you know who that is, Nelson? That's Ryan Braun. Ryan Joseph Braun. And again, I'll point out, notice how he didn't say my last year with the Brewers. He's a, he, he's not going to go no Brett Favre and go play for the Cubs next year. Ryan Braun's, he's he, he's like, I saw bad boys for life over the weekend. He's He ride together, he dies together with his Brewers. How was that, by the way? That's all right. Um, <laughs> don't you think they're going to rally, Nelson, if this is really, truly the end? They're going to rally around the franchise this year. One, let's do it again. One last do time. Do it for Braun. Let's do it for Braun. If Brewers players are rallying around Ryan Braun's locker like the media members, I think we have a big issue, and there's going to be a few more P-tests. What did they say in Major League? What's the last thing to do? I don't know. Drop a quote on me. Go win the whole effing thing. Oh. It had to be one of them. <laughs> yeah, with, this, with the, the 90 day suspension of a regular caller, uh, we're going to have to we have to work those in more. Thank you, Evo. Yeah, there's a 90 day suspension mm. of a regular caller mm. who no, can't call until, what was it, April 24th? April 24th, man. 2020, our year of the Lord. Man. Hey, if you're talking about suspensions, is it weird that some people can take 90 day suspensions, but if you get popped for PEDs, I believe the first one's 60? <laughs> that's that that's well then Just you would saying. so you would definitely have voted sign stealings worse than the peds in my in my actions on radio twitter poll right and i was so 50 50 on this but i think you guys convinced me that the 
technology and science ceilings worse. Well, it's not, I mean, how much technology is it when you're banging on a trash can in a hallway with a stick? By the way, you watch the Grammys? I had like 10 minutes of it, who's then the I wanted to off myself. The, who's the chick who had the beekeeper hat on? Oh, dude, I have no idea, bro. I saw. Did you see the chick who's got the blue hat on? She's got the like the like the beekeeper. She's got a net over. You couldn't even see who it is. I have no idea. Was it? Is it Sia? Si? S I A? Whatever. I'm just looking at on Twitter. I watched celebrities are so weird. Dude, I watched Lil Nas X do Old Town Road because we know how we had fun with that song a while back. Yeah. It was the weirdest, strangest thing ever. It was like I'm like. People got come up on stage and like, who in the hell yeah. is this person? Who's this person? Who's this person? I'm getting old. He's going in like the Cy Robin Thick, like um, the the modern era of uh, we're gonna put Cy versus Little Nas X versus Robin Thick, who had the best one hit wonder the last five years. Uh, Zach and the Dells, welcome to the Joe Nebo Show. What? Usually it's Zach and Adele's, but right now I'm in sunny Orlando, Florida, boys and girls. Hey, Zach in Orlando. What up, homie? Not much. A little time zone, so I had to make sure I get the phone call in before you guys get off. What are we talking about, PEDs? Yeah, do you, yeah. Ryan Braun, uh, you know, said the Brewers never sold signs. Do you, do you believe them? And then what's a worse cheating, Zach? Turn that radio or computer down, whatever you got going. What's a worse form of cheating? I'll get you up the yeah, what's the worst form of cheating? Uh, PEDs or sign stealing? Ooh. Um, <laughs> Ooh. How long has the person been taking PEDs for? Oh, good way of looking at it. I guess if you believe Ryan Braun's no longer taking PEDs, he hasn't taken it in, what, seven years, eight years? Um, If it only benefited him for probably a year, I'd probably say sign stealing because that can last for five to six years if you don't get caught. Yeah, um, that's a good way of looking but, at it. But, you know, the one thing I have to say, though, is that I get the whole scandal, everyone's mad. But in my defense, as a baseball catcher and as a coach as well, wouldn't you just change up your signs every <laughs> inning instead of having a fastball being one every time? Yeah, I mean, don't it? they have multiple signs anyways? Like, I was, uh, yeah. who was I listening to? I was listening to, uh, who's the guy that cut up all the jerseys? Chris Sale. Chris Sale was talking about, how, like, six out of the eight teams had, like, multiple signs like three, four different kinds of signs. So why don't you just yeah, change them I up? Mean, exactly. And what were the other two teams doing that didn't have it? I don't know. I mean, I just, yeah, just change up your signs. I mean, you see how quarterbacks sometimes in the NFL or now catchers have that little wristband. Have that and just, you know, for the second inning, instead of your fastball being the one, throw it to the two. Third inning, you switch it back to the one. And the fourth inning, you throw it to the three. Or you finger flash. Like a lot of catchers, they'll finger flash. So, They'll throw two down twice, and they'll throw the one. Usually on the third one, you're like, okay, now I'm going to throw a fastball. So that's what I'm just saying. Like, there's there's ways around it. I don't know why teams think, like, yeah, taking video of it is going to obviously be cheating. But, I mean, you can change your signs. It's not that hard. Yeah, and thank you, Zach. Enjoy, hey, enjoy Florida, bro. Uh, thanks, thanks for, for listening, checking man. In. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I will say this. You know, every time a batter steps out of the batter's box and adjusts his gloves or his cup or his helmet, what's he doing? He's looking down at the first or third base coach. They're relaying into signs. Where are they relaying those signs? Probably based on either what they think the pitcher's going to throw or what they've what they've gleamed from the pitcher in the at-bat. That's what batters do. They're looking at 
Do you think Braun's flashing his own signs when he gets out? Because every at bat, every time the pitcher ball goes back to the pitcher, Braun steps out, adjusts his glove. Oh, he's the king of the glove adjust. Adjusts yeah. his, his jock, then his gloves again, then his hat, then his gloves again. Could the, Is he flashing signs? Maybe. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but could the adjusting the jock be that his uh, nut cup no longer fits since of shrinkage? Oh, stop PEDs? it, Nelson. Just saying. He does put his glove. He, he does adjust. I will say this for Ryan Braun. He definitely it's adjusts like, his gloves more than any player in the history of like, Major League Baseball. I guarantee they're brand new gloves every game. The Velcro's fine. I've never seen anybody adjust Stop a glove more than Ryan them. Braun. I will give you that one. <laughs>